This is the Small Moves Podcast with your host, Jason Hertzberger, episode 57. Hamana, 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 hamana. What was that? See, this mantra crap just doesn't work for me. You're listening to the Small Moves Podcast. Small steps for big progress. With your host, Jason Hertzberger. Your, your next step starts now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to the Small Moves Podcast, small steps for big progress. Let's prepare to ignite. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Small Moves Podcast today. The topic area that we're covering today is health, which covers fitness, general, mental, or physical health, whatever it might be. And the topic that I want to cover today is in the area of meditation. Now, when I'm talking about meditation, I generally do my best to stay away from the wacky woo-woo side of it, but it's kind of hard to avoid sometimes, so please do forgive me there. Something that I find so interesting about it is that unless you've been living under a rock, this is a topic that's been getting a lot of attention in the last roughly decade, spinning up a lot in the last probably three to five years as basically all the headlines that you're seeing in all the major newspapers and magazines and blogs and whatever is that you know meditation is the thing that is fueling Silicon Valley. All these high-power CEOs are meditating and have some sort of a meditation practice and whatever it is. Now, that's something that's featured a lot in a lot of other podcasts that I listen to. You know, Tim Ferriss' show focuses on this a ton. There's a lot of other shows that I sort of pop across that are constantly talking about the benefits of meditating. But the thing of it is, I'm going to be Captain Obvious here for a second. In order to be able to meditate, you have to find a type of meditation practice that works with how your brain works at the start. Now, the reason that that's actually harder than it sounds as if it should be, there are so many options for meditating out there. It's quite literally overwhelming. If you're the type of person that is incredibly open-minded and sort of free of thought and have never meditated before but are interested in giving it a try, that's wonderful. That's not necessarily the time and place in which most people come into the need to meditate. Most of the time when people try doing so or hear that it should be something that they should try, they're usually at some sort of a real or somehow self-imposed mental breaking point and just know they know they need to do something to sort of free their brains up a little bit. Otherwise, their head's probably going to explode. Meditation is something that usually comes up a lot in those types of conversations. And everybody that meditates has a pretty strong opinion about, which is ironic if you really think about it, has a relatively strong opinion that the strategy or the style of meditation that they do is the one that seems to work best for everybody. I am not going to be so bold. I will say what style has worked for me the most because that's just how my crazy competitive ADD brain works. I found something that worked for me after many, many tries. But I don't necessarily want to recommend that specific strategy to you 
outside of just saying that if you're if you function like I do, I would say it's probably one of the better options. But thank God, not everybody functions the way I do. Otherwise, the world would be a heaping ball of crap that never gets done. Anyway, when talking about meditating, the couple. The couple options that have come up that seems to work the best for me is one of the more common ones out there, which is an app called Headspace. I have also tried an app called Calm, which is another one of the super big, most popular ones that are out there. There are others. You know, there's Insight Timer, Smiling Mind, Meditation Timer Pro, Stop, Breathe, and Think, the mindfulness app. There's a lot of different ones that are out there, and it can kind of get overwhelming because all you do is just go online and you Google what are the best options for meditation. You've got like 5,000 different options to choose from, all of which have been rated as the number one meditation app of 2017 or from one source or another. So obviously, you have to you know, you find yourself having to read all this stuff just to try and figure out what might work best for you. Headspace has worked best for me. The the Calm app that I used for a couple of months was good, but they seem to have a more of a focus of having more of a nature sound incorporated into the program itself. And that's something that just doesn't work for my ADD brain. I hear, I'll hear the nature sounds and not hear the actual guided meditation itself. And then I'll just, my brain will start shooting all over the place about, well, what was that? Oh, what was that sound? Speaking of sounds, what was that sound that I heard earlier today? Yeah. And the on and on and on it rolls. And it just sort of made me too distracted during sessions to actually get anything out of it. Headspace does not do that. There is no nature sounds incorporated to it. They have a tracking feature of the app that tracks the number of minutes, the number of sessions that you've meditated, what type of streak that you might be on, how many people are currently meditating right now, this minute. It's just a lot of really helpful information for people like me we are be, being scatterbrained. Having concrete information in front of us helps to sort of tame my brain. At least it does for me. And this app gives you just enough, I guess, if you want to call it distractible information, but not too much. And the stuff that it gives you is very concrete. It's not just, it's not sort of the soothing, the soothing sounds that you might get with, with others, but those sounds being not exactly a concrete statements of either sound or information or text or whatever, they are very easily distracting for me. Whereas the information that the Headspace app provides to you outside of session, it sort of tickles your competitive nature, but not too much. And during sessions, there's not much distractible information at all outside of the voice the silky smooth sounds of Mr. Andy Pudicombe, who is the uh, the creator of Headspace. You've probably seen him around. You've seen him online. He's got a TED Talk that was amazing. You should check it out. Now, that's it. I'm, that's all I'm going to talk about for Headspace. But just the one other option that I want to talk about is a different option, not necessarily aimed towards adults, but I'd say this is more aimed towards children, something that my wife, Carrie, and I have sort of tried to incorporate into our toddler Zoe's uh, bedtime routine is some form of a meditation practice, whether that's just taking a few moments and taking a, several deep breaths or listening to a guided meditation provided through some of the options that are out there. 
there is a children's section of options available within Headspace for kids broken down by age bracket. But I found very little in there that could hold the attention of a toddler because most of it was more aimed towards children, probably three and up. And with Zoe being in the two, two-ish range when we started using it, it was she liked the sound of the guy's voice. She would ask for the guy, Andy, by name, but she wasn't really getting anything out of the practice. What we have found that has worked tremendously well for her as both a visual center and a guided meditation that she actually listens to and follows the directions of is we actually found it on YouTube. So I just want to give a little shout out to these this group. It's called New Horizon Meditation and Relaxing Music. I generally will avoid the music part of it because it's somewhat distractible to me, but it works magically well for Zoe. And it's something that has really helped her sort of slow down and breathe and sort of wind down for the evening because she's like almost every other toddler that's out there that's not afflicted in some way heavily energetic, especially in the evenings when she's ready for sleep. She's not exactly the type that winds down as most toddlers usually aren't. So the bedtime routine helps with that. And since we've started to incorporate this, she has really taken to it and it really helps her a lot. They've got several videos that are really popular with a guided meditation for children. Your secret is the name of one of the more popular ones. And then connect to higher self guided meditation is another one that's really popular, but she also likes the rainbow meditation, which is one of theirs that's geared specifically towards younger kids. And that I think has been really great for her. So those are just a couple of suggestions. You know, I will try and put a link to these guys, um, YouTube channel on the show notes page, as well as a link to find out more about headspace. That's about all I wanted to cover on this topic. But the bottom line is, you know, find a system that's out there that works for how your brain is working now, because meditation will change how your brain functions. If you do it regularly and consistently, that is something that will affect how you naturally think and perform under stress. And that's something that's going to be, you'll have to adjust to over time. And I definitely recommend you finding one that works for where you are right now, because eventually it will change, but you'll have a little bit more insight as to how you work yourself when you're making that selection further down the road. Really quick before you go, go ahead and give us a like on Facebook. You can find us at smallmoves.co forward slash community. That'll take you to the Facebook page. And also go ahead and follow me on Twitter. You can find me at Jason Hertzberger. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the show. And I'll talk to you next time around. You've got this. You've got this.